welcome to Kindergarten Chaos, the Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And today we have an interview that I think you'll really enjoy. It comes from the School of Medicine at the University of Missouri Health. Dr. Lane Young-Walker of the university has been working with preschool programs in Missouri and helping to get them trained and helping the teachers get supported in um, learning how to better support the social and emotional growth of the students there. And they've just published a study that says that uh, the lack of training in preschool teachers is what is contributing to burnout in people in the profession. So they, we talked about their paper and we talked about the program and what they're doing and it's really exciting. Oh, I'm so excited to hear their, what they have to say. Yeah, they're doing some great work. So my name is Elaine Young-Walker. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist at the University of Missouri Hospital and Clinics. Um, and I do things that include leading the Division of Child Psychiatry in all of our clinical services. But a big part of my work is really working with young children and creating and working on programs that are evidence-based for the community for social-emotional well-being of young children. Um, my name is Vicki Davalt, and I have my licensed master of social work. And I am currently the coordinator for a program on one of Lane's grants called Early Childhood Positive Behavior Support. And currently we are working with um, 18 child care centers in Boone County, which is the county that we live in. And we are providing services to 517 children and 144 child care professionals. So let me just tell you in general what the program's like, and Vicki has the details much better than me. But um, in 2000, and I think 11, um, through some funding that we had, I had federally through SAMHSA, the Services for Mental Health and Substance Abuse Administration, we had a grant focused on young children. And one of the pieces, only one, there were five pieces, one of the pieces was, um, being able to kind of provide um, some education around social emotional development and wellness and then on-site coaching to child care providers in Boone County. Mm-hmm. And so Vicki has been the person who has led that charge from 2010 till now. We have, I'm the PI on the grant, so I originally applied for the funding and helped with Vicki and the team to shape what our actions would be. Mm-hmm. And we've also involved the community, Boone County, from the very beginning about what are the needs, what does what the county need. Mm-hmm. So from 2010 until now, Vicki has been working in multiple child care centers in Boone County, and she can give you details on numbers of teachers and numbers of students, to number one, provide education and training on social-emotional development of young children, to number two, provide on-site coaching to help them through challenges they might be facing with a certain kid or the classroom or the environment, and that's something she can speak to better than me as far as the things that she does. And so we've been doing this work for now seven years, six years, and I have data that goes all the way back to 2010. And so recently we looked at some of that data and we then um, prepared a manuscript and presented it and it was accepted by a journal. 
And then uh, here at the university, Jeff Holscher likes to know when people are publishing because he takes those articles and then breaks them down to be able to disseminate here at the university. And it was recently picked up actually by the Tribune. Okay. Great. Thank you. Vicki, could you talk a little bit more about what this program looks like and how it got started? Sure. So back in 2010, when Project Launch, which was our first grant through SAMHSA, um, was developed, we had we were charged with um, the idea of doing some type of mental health um, consultation with the young children zero to eight in our county, Boone County. And so we went into the community and we really asked around what and what what is um, other professionals in the community where do they really see a need for kiddos and overwhelmingly it was in social emotional regulation and social emotional health and development um, for our kids that enter kindergarten we met with columbia public schools uh, kindergarten teachers and they all had it was kind of an overwhelming idea to myself that what they really need kids to have mastered before they entered kindergarten were the social emotional skills to have already mastered it in order to be successful in kindergarten. And so we really looked around to see where we could make a difference and we talked to our preschool settings in our community and in our county and realized that that would be a great place for us to start with. And so we originally reached out to 10 child care centers and um, it was a little bit tough at first because it, we had to get the buy-in from the child care centers to have an individual such as myself, not only train them, but then go in and do weekly coaching. And we are in each center for about two hours a week working with the different teachers, um, providing them social emotional strategies as well as just there for them to process what's going on in their classroom and with their children in the classroom. And so it took a while to kind of get the bot in, but now several years later we have a waiting list and we're up to 20 sites or close to 20 sites in Boone County. And we're not only in Columbia, which would be the city to the county, we are also in many of the rural towns as well. You were recently published with some of the information you gained through this program. Can you talk about what you've learned and, and your recent publication? So one of the things that is clear through the literature is that um, there's stress and burnout that occurs with early child providers that causes them to not be as effective and or leave their position and not be able to continue to serve young children and, and help them to learn. And so um, we really looked at stress and burnout and support and how that might bolster some of these young children, what it, what it does when they don't have the support and how the support could be helpful. Um, we have plans uh, to try to continue to do more things clinically with these child care providers to increase their support and then to really look at what is the difference when they do have that support for the future. But this article was really looking at stress and burnout and, and, and how that impacts um, child care, uh, the ability to continue in child care. And you found that uh, most, most of the people you were talking did not feel adequately supported, is that correct? Exactly. And I think, you know, early on, of course, they first were like, oh, we think we're doing everything fine and we really don't need any help. But then when we got in there and really started teaching them and working with them, we found that they really didn't know everything. They thought they knew more than they did and, and they did. They needed a lot more support than they even imagined that they did. 
And what did the burnout look like? What was the typical uh, range of how long people um, how long people were committed before they felt burned out? You know, I really think that depended on their level of education. Mm-hmm. So what we saw is we provide training um, to all of our teachers, and then we follow that up with coaching. And we really broke that down into what we fa- we call the universals, which are the basic things in each classroom to, that teachers need to be successful. Rather, it's learning how to give successful pre-corrects or knowing how to do transitions um, successfully with their kiddos. Um, so, but we really noticed that it's the education piece, not so much academic education, but just trainings and knowledge. And so what we try to do is after each training, uh, what's unique about ECPBS is then we go in every week and we provide the coaching. It gives the teachers the opportunity to try things out and then maybe not be so successful and then come back to us and we can talk about it again. And so I think that when we started putting things in place, um, in which the teachers had the opportunity to really try things and ask questions and dig into kids' behaviors and dig into their classrooms and really find out what's working and what wasn't working. Because of that education, I think that that is where we did see some of the decrease in the burnout. Um, and it also kind of depends on passion. So a lot of, the, some, unfortunately, some of the teachers in a child care centers uh, just happen to get the job. It might not be their passion or their uh, dream to be a child care provider. And we all know that working with young kids can be challenging at times. And so sometimes if you're not in that mindset to really want to be there, it's kind of a difficult time. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. Do you, It sounds like you have provided some great support for people because I, you know, we have a lot of kindergarten teachers and preschool teachers who listen to the podcast. And I think everybody can relate to that feeling of lack of support and burnout and uh, just lack of training sometimes. Um, can you share any of the things that you've done that maybe some teachers can implement in their districts or in their classrooms to help them? Well, I think what I can share with you is that we really kind of target what we call our bottom to our pyramid, which we call our universals. Um, And so we really looked into all of the classrooms and a lot of research and literature and found that there are six main things that if you implement effectively will really shake out some challenging behaviors. And so the first one is the physical environment in the classroom. So a lot of times we just have to step back and look at the classroom and determine if it makes sense to the kiddos, if there's enough space and the areas for children to play, if the um, items that we're asking them to play with are, you know, uh, exciting and new. Um, And then just what does their classroom actually look like? And then we also focus on uh, routines and schedules. We all know how important it is for a child to have a routine and to have the knowledge as to what's going to happen next to that anticipation. Really knowing what's going to happen next really decreases stress inside a child's life. And so we use a lot of visual schedules. We use a lot of visuals. Kids learn through photos through pictures, we know that. So we really make sure that throughout the room there are visual schedules set up, that there's pre-corrects, visual pre-corrects for each center or for circle time implemented so the children really know what's going to happen next, as well as being consistent with transitions 
um, some children or a lot of children will tend to fall out when transition time is different, right? Every day, if we're saying something different for transitions, again, they don't know what to anticipate, what's going to happen next. And so we really know that working effectively on our transitions and being consistent with our transitions works inside the classroom, as well as active supervision. So that's one that I really um, am kind of uh, a sticky wicket on because I think it's really hard for us to look outside ourselves and make sure that we're giving active supervision, that we're really engaged with children um, throughout the day because children can really read your body. So when you start to turn around or, heaven forbid, be on your cell phone, kids really tend to notice that and that's a lot of times when mischief will take place and challenging behaviors will um, ensue. And so those are just some of the different universals that we teach and we coach and we talk about and we practice. And um, we just really kind of give them the opportunity to, you know, to help them in all of those areas so that they are much better prepared when that situation arises. I don't know if that answered your question. It did. It really did. I, I think those are some things that we can look at in our own classrooms uh, and yeah, especially the physical environment is really inspiring to me because I don't, I'm inspired by physical spaces. So I can see how kids would exactly. be inspired too. Um, can well, you I think, I'm sorry, when we talk about physical environment, it's not just inside the classroom. What does your playground look like? What do your hallways look like? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to go to the bathroom? What's on the walls? Is it something that a child's going to want to rip off the wall? You know, those type of things. So really just getting down on the child's level and making sure that the physical space makes sense. Can you talk about what, uh, what the response has been in Boone County? You've said you've been working with the community. How's it been going? When we initially started this in 2010, uh, we started with funding and some ideas, but we knew that our ideas related to this work and the other things we did through the grant would not be successful without the community accepting and believing and helping to shape what we did. So we created what was called a wellness council, and they met for about five years um, after the launch grant ended that changed, and we transitioned our leadership to what's called Cradle to Career an early child network, but those are people from all different um, organizations who came together to help us look at how we would engage the daycare centers, how we would do other things like social emotional screening. And so they were involved in the planning phases initially, and then, of course, Vicki took the lead as the coordinator in kind of shaping the feedback she was getting and then creating the product. Now, I don't know if I fully answered your question, but I wanted to start it and then let her finish it. Okay. I also think it's really... I also think it's really important when we think about um, providing services um, in our county that we really make sure that we know the culture of each center and the culture of the town that the center's in because our, our centers that we work in are all over and all different types of cultures inside the center. So you really have to know who you're with and then gain trust with the teachers, with the director, before you just start rattling off things for them to change. And so I think that's where our biggest success has been is just building that trust and helping them out and allowing them to be comfortable, I hate to use the word failing, but trying different techniques and maybe not always being successful. And then also, you know, I think we can also as coaches, that I'm a coach as well as three other um, individuals in our, in our, on our grant. And so allowing ourselves to also be um, able to fail as well. And to, we can all kind of learn from each other. 
that that's such a hard thing to get people behind i think is the the risk of failing but it's so important for for trying new things to be able to have that risk it, did you have any problems as far as getting people to to get along with that or you know, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. It's really a difficult thing because we all really want to be perfect, right? Perfection is something we always strive to be at. However, I, once relationships were built and once we were able to show that it, um, you can learn from it, so it's not just failing to fail, it's failing and learning. And I think once we, as coaches, we allowed that to take place and as the child care providers allow that to take place, I believe burnout actually decreased because of that, because you're not feeling you have to be perfect. You're not feeling that you ha you walked out and you weren't successful and now, oh, my job, what am I doing? You know, so I think that having that opportunity to put that into practice really kind of alleviated some of the burnout rate. Um, and I think teachers appreciate it when they feel you are being real with them, they can be real with you. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it takes time because again, coming from in our county, the town that we live in, the university town, going from the university town into some of these rural areas, you know, they're already a little skeptical when you walk in the building, but um, just building that relationship and that trust really has improved overall relationships. It's all about relationships, isn't it? It's all, everything we do is about relationships. Do you, and you've said the, the crux of what you're doing is about social and emotional development, right? Yes. Can you share some of, of what you do to help people develop their, their kids with socially and emotionally? Um, in regards to like some of the strategies we use or the underlying <laughs> meaning behind it? I want to pick your brain is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> okay. So we know that um, we know that kindergarten isn't the same kindergarten that I probably I don't I'm not going to eat yourself, but that I went to, and so we know how important it is for kids to be able to socially be prepared and emotionally be prepared. And so we really work with our teachers, um, making sure that kids have the opportunity to learn how to self-regulate their emotions in a safe environment. And so we do that through many different ways. We have a lot of different strat social emotional strategies that we use. A majority of them come from the Center of Social Emotional Foundations of Early Learning, and you can find that online. Um, and so we use a lot of those strategies. We also use a lot of just uh, what works in the classroom. And we also, each child in our in ECPBS, we conduct an ASQ Ages and Stages questionnaire, the third edition, as well as a social emotional um, piece as well. And so it kind of gives us just a glimpse as to where each child is at. And we just can kind of look at that and then kind of go into where we feel that social emotionally we need to target. That's really interesting. I think I'm going to have to look up some of those tools because social and emotional yes. is so critical. And sometimes we don't always have the tools to, to work on it. So thank you. For sure. Well, and I think that if we're talking about any type of behavior with children, we really need to see what's going on with them first. And are we asking them to do a skill that they're not able to perform yet? And are they socially or emotionally able to um, to recognize what is needed from them? And so, and then how do they regulate some of that those emotions? So that's kind of what we teach or train. It sounds like you're doing great work. Can you talk about where you see yourselves going with the work 
uh, in the future and maybe what app the applications of what you've been doing might be? Well, I mean, my goal would be able to continue to have funding to keep doing this and it's, and hire more coaches and go to more child care centers and, and take care of more kids. The sad thing about our funding is it's restricted to Boone County. So we have some kids right right by us that could benefit in child care centers that could benefit, but we don't have the ability, the money to, to, mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's uh, my job, I, I, don't, I have the maybe the easier job, I don't know. Uh, I don't have to do the day-to-day -day work. I, I, I rely on Vicki to be the expert in that arena, but I try to help keep us going. Um, so if, if I could find more funding to expand us and grow us, I would definitely do that. Now, that's my dream. Vicki may have other dreams. Well, that is definitely my dream as well. I mean, we always are looking for funding in different places, especially when we see something that is so positive and is working for both the child and the child care provider. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, and also communities as a whole, so it's a win-win. But every year we have um, opportunities or things that we have learned, lessons that we have learned. And so because of those lessons, we advance ECPBS in uh, a positive direction. So after a couple years, we really realized that what we would love to do would be able to bridge what we're doing in school with social-emotional uh, regulation strategies, um, some of the universals, we'd like to bridge that with parents. And so a couple years ago, we started parenting classes. And it is through CEFL, which I um, had stated early, earlier. And uh, it's a six-week class. And so what a coach does is we'll have a six-week class where parents will come and we will bridge the gap between preschool and home. And we'll talk about challenging behaviors and techniques that we're using in the school and techniques that we're using at home and how can we better you know, work together for um, this child. And we have seen huge success, huge success. Every time I think, um, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to have another parenting class, have we exhausted all of our parents, they sign right back up. So we have found it to be successful both in our town, Columbia, and in the rural towns as well. And so that's one thing that we added. So that was, you know, like, great. So now we've actually started. Um, this year we're adding another piece where our coaches are also doing behavioral work with children. So not just teaching the universals, but really going in and maybe doing small groups or um, large groups with kiddos about certain topics so that we can really kind of get a better um understanding where kids are, but also teach children different techniques. And when we do those small and large groups, we, of course, we include the teachers so they get to see it as well. And so just kind of a little bit more therapeutic, I guess you would say, but more still focused on the small and large group as a whole. So I think that each year we learn something new and we just keep adding more and more pieces. Um, to the puzzle to make it a lot stronger for everyone. Also this year we're very excited because we'll be working inside a elementary school that has a preschool program. And so we've always wanted to be able to get into the school systems to really show the importance of coaching, not just going to training, but having somebody come in and support you on a weekly basis as a coach. And so there is a town in our county in which we will be starting in August going in and working with the preschool teachers and maybe possibly even the kindergarten teachers. So every year we just keep looking and we keep seeing what we need. And as long as Lane doesn't have the easy job, as long as we can find more funding or we can, um, 
show individuals the great work that we're doing. Uh, I just see this program being so successful. Yeah, it sounds like a great program. It sounds like a program that could be modeled in other places and have a lot of success. Exactly. And that's part of the reason that we're starting to get some of our data out there um, is that we want to share what we've done so that other people can think about replication. Mm -hmm. Because we can't take care of everybody in the state of Missouri or outside of here, but we can do our little piece and then try to give people skills to be able to expand. Yeah, lessons learned. Yeah. Well, I will definitely do my part to get the word out there for you because it sounds like a great program. Do you have anything else you'd like to make sure people know about? I would just like as a parting word to let people know that Boone County University Department of Psychiatry is working very hard to be a destination for early childhood social emotional well-being. That we are hoping that we can turn the needle with young kids who start to struggle early on and then get kind of attracted into that problem where now they have to see a psychiatrist like myself. And maybe we can just help success in kindergarten and emotionally thereafter so that these kids are not having social issues and emotional issues and needing to see therapists and doctors. And not that I want to put myself out of business, but <laughs> as a child and adolescent psychiatrist, I think if I can help with prevention and early intervention, then I will do so much more than I can at just treating patients. Mm -hmm. I second what Lane said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this interview. It's been really great to talk to both of you. If you'd like to suggest something you want us to talk about, you can write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com and you can visit our website at kindergartenkiosk.com. Bye, everyone. Bye. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?